And I don't know that everybody necessarily realizes when they're on the ride of a show. And there we go. Welcome. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Kindness Economy podcast. Mm, that's a thing. We are your hosts. I am yes. Rebecca. I am Courtney. And today we are going to be talking about being on the ride. And I'm going to be talking about my kids starting school. I'm going to be talking about um, naming conventions and how to name and set up your company for social media. And just on the ride and what it means to be on the ride or if you're setting up your own ride for yourself. That, that, I have, I have my own tie-in with that. But also I'm going to talk about bravery, uh, panic, um, temper tantrums, and sleep. Sleep is so good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> First, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. This week is testing week at the gym. So I've been, I got, what is it? The Turkish get up, the thing where you have the kettlebell over your head and you don't drop it. Don't drop it. I continued to not drop it for nice another work. week. I am proud. I, uh, it was with a 35 pound kettlebell, which is kind of heavy when you have it over your head. Um, I did it under control and much smoother than the previous times I've done it. And just for shits and giggles, tried it with a 40 pounder. Fun. Yes. That's more. I did, ooh, yes. I did not get all the way up with it. However, I also did not drop it on my head. So now my new like training weight is 35 pounds mm, and that's how that game is the, going. yeah the plan is to push to see if i can get a full rep with the 40 pounder nice work <sighs> yeah so like that i feel like i'm i am i feel strong like yeah <laughs> um and it's interesting because like you think of or not everybody but i tend to think of strong like you know you see the strongman competitions on ESPN or like the powerlifting competitions and whatnot. And like all these people are like massive and like muscles coming out of places that you didn't know muscles could exist. And I look at myself and I am so decidedly not that, but I am getting documentably stronger. Yes. And it's like, okay, that whole strength may not look like correlation. God. Yeah. But you get to to lift more weight. Yeah. And that, that whole, increase in strength does not necessarily tie to size Mm -mm. and that is something that's been really interesting to like sit with be like okay cool so like it does not matter what you look like like it is the strength underneath that that counts that's like a really important lesson for me it was like yay i am still waiting for my physical therapy to get to a place where i can do the things again but i'm not in pain Mm -hmm. For the most part, right? I'm. That's nice. So that's like I appreciate not being in pain. That is a good thing to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I have too much to do anyway than to go to the gym at this point because I have children and they are in kindergarten now. Kindergarten. 
if you watched my TikTok. I was so thrilled. Uh, <gasps> and emotions. Oh, feelings. With the childlike joy, I was having so much fun this week dropping them off. It's just so early in the morning, and I'm really, honestly, super, super tired. That's real. But, I mean, I got us set up a little bit earlier because the drop-off time for school now is an hour earlier. Also so real. So we are recording at the same time, but I got an extra hour to set up. So that's fun. Yeah, that that is, made it easier. I like that. That is very real. What do we have next? The temper tantrums, the choosing to pout. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, it was. It was. It was a conversation I was having with a friend in the past, and it's been relevant at other multiple points since then. Um, when things are intense or don't go your way, um, and your immediate reaction is to have a fit and just be like, ah, this thing did not do the thing that I wanted it to. It didn't turn out the way I like, it, that happens. That happens. Like everything is not gonna go the way you plan. But like, even though you can't control that, you can control what you do. I feel right. like I'm talking to your kids or something. No, like you can I, control. <laughs> I do this for them. We're, I uh, have yes. this. Uh, you can control what you do. So you can choose to go like lock yourself in your room and cry. Or you can acknowledge that, yeah, this feels kind of crappy. And let it go. Like, it's a feeling. It's a, like a feeling is a visitor. It's not the all of your reality. So like you choose to engage with it, let it swallow you and like make your entire day absolute shit. Or you can kind of go, hmm. So I wound up choosing to not pout at a certain point and actually turned the entire day around. It was so good. It was so good. My favorite thing to say to the children is like, I am working right now. I am 40 years old and I am working right now to stop doing this thing. And my child, you can stop right now too and not have to do the extra two decades of undoing the iteration that you don't like. You could, you know, <laughs> It'll be don't, easier if you learn this don't, lesson now. Please don't copy what I'm doing. I love you. Don't do what I do. Yeah. And, you know, when you see yourself doing it, like the, the thing for them right now, like their developmental stage, mm -hmm. is they want to play a game. They want to keep playing a game. And it's the part where they're not going to engage seriously when you're being serious. And I have to literally explain to them. No, this is my serious voice. You did something serious, and now we have to have a serious conversation about it. Mm -hmm. If you would like to play games, I feel like you're making fun of me. And that's the part where I get angry. Now, of course, I had to figure this out because I was getting angry and screaming at the children all the time, and obviously that wasn't going to work. <laughs> like, oh, wait, where is this coming from? <laughs> so, you know, don't act like I'm you know, Mary Poppins and know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just like, oh, I fucked that up. Now, how do I fix it? Um... So yeah, just the, the explaining to them explicitly how this impacts what's happening to us mm -hmm. 
And like, I can do that with my kids when there's no stakes. Like doing that as adults is higher stakes. Mm -hmm. And it's harder. It's hard because you've got You're fighting maybe uphill. decades of iterating in a way that's super unhelpful. Mm -hmm. So to suddenly stop doing that is intense. But in in almost all cases, a lot of people are just stuck at a at a place of emotional immaturity. And like that would like the thing that I figured out first with watching my children grow up is it was just like, oh, you know, the tantrums are uh, we're stuck at two years old or three years old, or sometimes I am stuck at two or three years old and I should be nicer to people. I mean, sometimes tantrums feel good. God, they feel so fucking amazing. But like, give, your sp give yourself the space somewhere else to have that. <laughs> somewhere safe. Yeah. Maybe you need a book. Maybe you need a trampoline park. Maybe you need yeah. a six pack of beer. Like, but like, figure out your your tantrum, have it, and move on. Like, don't don't let it encompass you. Just just let it visit. So that was that was pretty cool. I've been watching Tony Robbins' uh, "Not Your Guru," and I know I I reference these other like educators. But there's a thing that um, specifically Tony Robbins and Landmark and most stuff that's going to be based on some like heteronormativity, mm -hmm. um, they're going to ask you to grow up that I put in quotes. And what that means to them is for men, you're going to throw out all your t-shirts and you're going to buy collared shirts. No. So you're an adult. No. For, for and they and they're gonna push a, a kind of femininity. They want to put a collar on you. They want it. They <laughs> they push these gender roles, and this like presentation, and and what's interesting to me is they succeed in the initial stuff. They succeed in getting these people to get rid of all of their fucking clothes. <laughs> and I, because we hang out no, with nope. the kinds of people that do these workshops, right? Like I've seen them later because the workshop gave them other skills in addition to throwing away all their crap, um, how to be themselves, how to achieve, how to actualize their thoughts. And so like after they realize, oh wait, this part was bullshit. I really, there's no reason to wear a colored shirt all the time. There's no reason to wear uh, business casual all the time no. that's ridiculous or 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 even like the gender roles that they throw on people like people like dive into that and particularly women it is bullshit it is bullshit but it's not just that it's like um it's it's disempowering in a way that I find so offensive because they're trying to, they're, they're, they're coming at this from a white man's perspective and what a white man wants a woman to behave like. And they give you some like back channel shit to do that and blah, 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 blah. You know, like they, they, they justify it in their very, very good way. But it, they're not really allowing people to be themselves in a way that, you know, they, they, they do an inner core work, but they believe that the external shell expression work is irrelevant. But for so many cultures and groups mm -mm. of people, it's fucking important. You can't. 
you don't get to just fucking homogenize sanitize and make that presentable in an easy way like that you 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 no the 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 non-binary folks are 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 not available for that yeah and what i've seen happen again is just they 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 conform to the whatever they were told get rid of all their shit and then like a few months later they've been given the other tools and they're like oh okay well I'll just buy, you know, they've had enough success in other sectors that they can just be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just take this back now. Yes. But there doesn't need to be that initial, you know, you don't have to get rid of your shit. Like, I, anyway, so that's sort of the, um, the being yourself part that, that, that struck me first about watching I'm Not Your Guru and, and watching again the Tony Robbins shtick and, and seeing that, oh, yeah, that's the part that, well, one of the parts, I'm not done with the movie yet. One of the part okay. that was one of the parts where I was like, "Oh right, that thing." Ugh. And Landmark does that too, where they like, like I've seen so many kids, like dudes especially, because that's my friends that I hang out with is mostly like cis men, and they just like get rid of all their t-shirts, which was great for me because I got their old t-shirts, and I was like, "Yeah, thanks, man. Super awesome. I don't have Can enough money to spend on Threadless. I'm stoked." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and. I don't know that that served him. Mm -mm. So is that our segment? Yeah. I was going to talk about sleep for a second. Oh, yeah. Do that. Because sleep. It's sleep important. is for sure in, a, in our personal segment. Hit it. Yeah. And people don't do it enough. Mm -mm. Even when they think they do, they don't. I'm like wearing this thing specifically to track my sleep. And I don't get enough sleep. It is bonkers. I wake up a lot in the night, which is kind of what I wanted to start tracking. Like how much am i waking up how long am i awake um and it's a lot like oh that's a thing do you share your bed with your partner yep are you but i like my partner i mean i do too I, oh man no i don't want to be like lucy and desi arnaz or anything it's like it's just not it's not that i want i mean i am obviously i'm biased because i haven't been sleeping with my spouse for a long time um but even things like making the bed bigger yeah. can help. I think that might be the first step. Like, get get more territory. That's what we're working on right now. Because yeah. with my new partner, we're in a tiny bed. You need a bigger bed. We need a bigger bed. Got to get a bigger bed. Mm -hmm. So, like, seeing that whole thing with the sleep patterns has been interesting. And last night... Is your I, partner tracking his sleep patterns? No. Oh. Okay. No. Just this, making sure I'm... Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. No, this is now that he's seen me doing this, he's like He's like, mm. Mm. He yeah, there's some curiosity <laughs> there. But I am like, wow, all right, I'm seeing all kinds of holes in my sleep. Um and last night I decided to take half a trazodone in okay. order to sleep through the night to see what that did. I slept through the night. It was so weird looking at the chart this morning because it's just <laughs> all the way across. Um but it felt weird. And the other thing that's interesting, because this supposedly tracks like your sleep cycles, like if you're in REM sleep or deep sleep or whatever, I don't know, like I'm not gonna testify to the accuracy of it or anything, but when I sleep, my cycles are just all over the place, just very random and chaotic. And when I took the pill last night, I looked at my cycles this morning and it looked like a textbook illustration of these are the cycles of sleep. Very discreet and neat and large chunks. I'm like, that's 
odd. That doesn't seem but also reasonable. Fascinating. So maybe I'm, you just sleep like a diagram. I, I don't know. I don't buy it, especially looking at how all over the map. I was trying to make that sound sexy, regular. and I don't think that that's possible. No diagram. <laughs> Do you know how much work it takes to make diagrams sexy? I would, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's di diagram. I feel sl sleep can be sexy. I don't think diagram can yeah, be sleep sexy. sexy. Diagram, that takes a bit more mm. effort. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I'm, I'm really curious to see that. But also have, like I do still follow the, the map, no, the nap ministry. I was about to say the nap ministry. <laughs> the nap ministry um, on Twitter and Instagram. And I do think that there is something valuable in the discourse that they're bringing to the table as far as like talking about the revolutionary value of rest, yes. um, which might come into play in later segments, but the whole need for slowing down, consciously slowing down, actually I'll do a call back to last week, the speed of life versus the speed of business. And the speed of life has certain demands for things like taking care of children or, I don't know, sleep. Mm. So, yeah. Also eating, apparently. You're supposed to do that, too. Yeah. Uh. I mean, all these things that go into taking care of... And drinking of water. These meat suits that we wear around. Very elaborate meat bags. I know. So, yeah, that is something that I wanted to bring up. Not that there's one answer or, like, a point I was going to for, but a very important you're day. very focused on sleep yeah like that's that's, awesome. that's where i am and i will probably be talking about it more in the future as i get more information from this contraption that is strapped to me i want your partner's data yeah. i know it's selfish of me to say but i'm just saying i'm curious about it um so that's our first segment and yeah. then we'll be right Business. What is the business? Um, I have started a new thing. That was confident. That was confident. Yeah. Yeah, that upturn I, in the voice. I meant that. There's a thing. There's a thing. There you go. <laughs> um, let's clip the fuck out of that thing. Okay. So there's a thing. Um, the thing is, I'm doing another podcast in this specific intention for putting myself on the mic without the assistance of another human, which I love you here, but it's really obvious that I'm super comfortable with myself at approximately up to five to 15 minutes. And then I lose all of my nerve and it's just, you know, it's push downhill through, from there. Push through. And it's, I need to start pushing through and really developing my own voice instead of developing the voices of everyone around me. Mm. And that means that I need to start Welcome to the Future. And the reason, I just want to spend some time about why I chose the name, um, because I think it's helpful to hear what goes into the thought process. And that first of all, it was like, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, yes, that. That is the thing. And the reason that that is a thing for me is because, because of a career in technology, I feel like I live in the future. I feel like the kids today have no concept of the technology that they have in their pockets. But I have, in my lifetime, watched it develop. 
and it literally feels like I'm in the future all the time. And and it's also a sort of like dramatic, um, dramatic telling of things that is sort of part of who I am as a human. And that I love thinking of fun ways like. Uh, I consider myself agnostic with artificial flavoring because the story's fun. So why would I take that out? Mm. So it's got artificial flavoring and coloring. I know it's fake. That's fine. I made it up myself. It's awesome. But I got no problem with that. So I like, I feel like I live in the future. I consider my retirement account like buying myself money in the future with robots because it's run on like computers. And that's just like my perspective and how I see the world. And it's, it gives me an ability to see and say things from a unique perspective that because of weird shit in my life, I've managed to have the timing to have that perspective. Um, and it just felt really amazing. And before I put the name, like last week when I was talking about it, I already had the name mm-hmm. and I didn't say it mm-hmm. because part of the branding game is you've got to buy the real estate, right? Uh, and when you you got to make sure you got to make sure that you have the Gmail or a, a, a URL for your website, and you want to make it something that's easy to remember. And the one thing that I have certainly learned from all of the like marketing gurus that I follow, it is all of their websites are like a sentence, a short sentence that's really easy to remember. And so when it became like, obviously, welcome to the future is occupied. Welcome to the future.com was going to cost me $2,400. And I'm not here for that. No, no, Uh, no. Um, And I ended up with, and welcome to the future. And it was between that and Welcome to the Future podcast. And I chose and Welcome to the Future because it sounds very conversational. It sounds like something casual and intimate. And I will for sure be able to say, my name is Rebecca Oliveira and Welcome to the Future as the intro for the show every single time. That's easy enough. And I didn't like the way Welcome to the Future podcast sounded like blah, 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 product. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. And I wanted it to feel good. Um, and I obviously put a lot of thought into this and, and it's hard to know how much thought to put into it. You need to think about something. But there's a part where one of the things the gurus talk about is don't overthink naming your shit. Yeah. Because first and foremost, you can change it. We did. That's exactly right. And we totally did. So like, don't get like attached to all this stuff. You still got to do the work to make sure it's available. You got to figure out how you're going to, you know, make your address, right? Yeah. This is where all the attention is, but you got to make an address so that people can find your shit. Very useful. So you've got to thread that needle a little bit. You do have to do your research, but don't sit there and, you know, I've been talking about making my own podcast. This is officially the third time I've mentioned it. Okay. And I have a name 
and I'm like outing myself because that's the, you know the existential threat I chose to give myself. <laughs> forward motion, forward <clears throat> motion. Keep going like a shark. Um, and I, I just wanted to share sort of the process that goes behind for me what it took to come up with a name and be like, nope, this is what I'm gonna spend the money for the URL. I'm gonna spend the money to not spend the money. I didn't cost money. I made the graphics. I started the well i guess it is i have to spend for the hosting mm -hmm. and that's you know an account i already paid for but it's still work i've got to do and make the graphics and do all that kind of stuff so like when i start it the, the pieces are already in place for me to just sort of slap together which is obviously easy to do because i've done it here and the last one so it's just like, like a this. slightly modified version of the the logos i've already created yeah and I'm super pumped to get to it. Yeah, this is just like sort of the back, the backside logistics I wanted to share. Yeah, that's yeah, my like first thing over. Um, the note I have is hi Mona. <laughs> that's right, we're international. I know this isn't necessarily a report on the numbers, but we are having international listen listeners, um, and we have inter international friends. And one of them emailed me and commented about the show and I was all excited like oh my god so hi and it it is exciting to realize like wait we're putting this thing out into the ether but it's not into the ether it's into people's ear holes mm -hmm. like they're they're ingesting it this is happening and they have feelings about it and they want to share it yeah so I'm like oh oh yeah it reminds me of um like a way of conceptualizing string theory where there's my timeline and my experience of recording this thing and then editing the thing but when somebody else talks to me about the thing it's a different that's a completely different timeline yes that happens in like an entirely other universe for me they had an entirely different date for me but we shared this tiny tiny crossover this moment intersection and it is ah I love yeah it. and it's like the amount of information other people so grateful get. for that interaction thank you listeners yeah but but like that information that people get from us about our goings-on and then they have a much clearer picture of us than i assume when i see somebody that i haven't seen in like a month or something and they're like oh yeah and mention something from the podcast and i'm like wow right that's right we didn't talk about that that's a thing um, and that does take some getting used to because it is this weird time shift where it's like, I didn't, that's right. <laughs> and it's also, it's got a bit of a delay, but it, it's similar to the effect of social media where like, because you are social mm, about what's yeah. happening in your life, people know more about you than you assume mm -hmm. when you're just like in front of them with a face and like in meat suits, <laughs> in meat space, like meat. Mate. Meat. Uh, <laughs> Don't distract us. Focus. Mate. Mate. So, um, so yeah. So that's awesome. I also got some uh, feedback from listeners um, that I'm trying to incorporate. What was the thing that I actually fixed this time? Do you remember? I don't remember. What? I told you earlier. It doesn't matter. We turned off the. Oh yeah, that we, we turned, turned off, off our phone. We turned off our notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Such pro, a I swear to God, thing, I, but it makes I'm a, huge a professional. Difference. <laughs> it makes a huge difference. I know, I know. Um, 
Anyway, I shouldn't make fun. It's fine. We're all figuring it out. Yeah, and it's okay. It's all okay. My week has been <laughs> all kinds of things. It's been interesting because I had an influx of new clients, which has been yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, what and the commonality with new clients is they are usually experiencing a huge range of emotion and the one that comes up again and again like mo the most frequently is panic um either someone has made the decision to make a change in their life and there is panic because oh upheaval or there are questions that i ask about like can you tell me a little bit more about the story behind this item or this process in your home? And there's sort of this weird kind of cringy panic where it's like, I, I have to say this out loud. And it's like, slowly, but yeah, like help me understand. Um, so I've been holding space for a lot of people experiencing panic this week. Um, while in the meantime experiencing panic myself <laughs> and not freaking out not freaking Freak out Freak in it, oh. and it's like everything it's it's just been a solid week of saying things to clients and inside going oh god oh my god <laughs> it's me it's totally me fuck <laughs> but that's where you get the oh. material to give them anything oh because if you were able to talk to yourself <laughs> If you were able to talk to yourself that you're the yeah. way you're able to talk to another human being. Everything would be so much different. I call it the long-handled spoon theory, where uh, like you have the ability to feed other people what they need so easily, but you can't quite reach that spoon around to like get it back to your mouth. You can sort of like <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you can't it's do messy. it. It's messy. No, it's like, like uh, I think. Roy said, like, you say all these things and put it out into the world so that somebody remembers it and says it to you when they see that you need it. And I'm like, yes, it's that. It's mm -hmm. totally that. It's just so much that. But it's been a lot of just being brave and, like, rolling with the discomfort and uh, being present for other people's discomfort, rolling with my own discomfort and sort of embracing the whole thing of being brave. Because, um, like, you can't. You can't be brave when everything is chill. Like, think you have to be facing something. Oh, in right. In order to ex like to be brave, you to have to, to have to be facing something or challenging something in that way. So it's like, all right, this is an exercise in bravery, and bravery isn't this absolute thing. Um, I saw this really cute tweet um, this week from a kindergartner going to their first day. Or maybe it's first grader. It's like, you know, I'm not all the way brave, but I'm brave enough. That's precious. It's like that. That covers so much of my week. Like this week has been about being brave enough. That's precious. So yeah, I know. Mouths of babes. God. Uh, kid yeah. logic. Kid logic. Kids are smart. Like they get to the heart Kids of things are in than a us. way that mm. Yeah. All those assumptions just fuck us up. 
So my so segment good. obviously is very dry at this point because it's cool. We're going to do the thing that I've been Google hearing my, my gurus talking about. So this week there was a uh, Instagram hoax where people were complaining about the oh. privacy settings on Instagram and da 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 Like there was for sure like apps, like actual celebrities who totally got caught up in this. Um, and it's a part of the depending on these platforms to do your work thing. Mm -mm. And to some degree, if to, you more or less have to accept that it's just going to change constantly. You don't get to have the luxury of these brands and these platforms and also the consistency that you would like to make you feel safe. Those are not things that get to go together. Um, and you know, the, the hoax thing sort of elaborates on bad information that goes around, but even like good information about what is in fact changes to the platform, the platform serves the platform and it does not really serve you. And those changes have an impact to what you're trying to do. And I don't like to be one of the ones that like whines about changes. I'm on team, like figure out the new platform because it's fun. I love those puzzles. So like, I don't mind when they change it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, there's a thing. Great. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out these changes. Um, that's not an issue for me, but there's a lot of kids out there that, that, that their margins are too tight to really roll with that kind of thing. And I'm sympathetic to that. And the things that the, the gurus in marketing are talking about right now, like I've heard multiple people talk about this, is um, email. And your email list being a platform that you do actually still have control over. Mm. You can even be, you know, you don't even need to be running your shit through Google. You could be running your shit through your own hosting. And you, you still have control over it. And if you don't get the engagement from your emails that you want, then up your email game. But that's the new edge game right now is to maintain your audience and to maintain that intimacy on a regular basis. The two things that I'm seeing people go to are right now, everybody's talking about email, but I think text is also a thing that's been happening. Like you've seen that in our mm -hmm. communities where yeah. group text, group text has been a thing. It's a way to control the, the, the stream of information and ensure that the people that you not even the people that you want to get your information, but actually like the people that want your information. The problem ultimately is the people who've chosen to, to get your information don't end up seeing it because the priority is the platform. Mm, okay. And if you want the people who want to get your shit to be able to receive your shit, the ways to do that is through text and through email. And basically you can't depend on any other platform. Now the, the underexposed, easy to leverage platform right now is LinkedIn, in my opinion. And you know, you could also listen to Gary Vee and get this opinion as well. That's fair. I'm perfectly happy to open myself up to that. Yeah, I got this from Gary Vee thing, but I also only jive with the stuff for him that I feel is true. And this is some, it's, if you have good content, it is easy to get attention on LinkedIn. Yes. Bottom line. Yes. It doesn't matter how good your fucking content is. If you're using Facebook or Instagram, it is hard and you better be willing to pay Facebook some dollars 
to get people to see your shit. And that's fine. Maybe you have those dollars. Maybe you don't. And then LinkedIn is probably where you want to figure out how to write an article. And if you don't do articles, start with Twitter. Start with existing in those, those platform spaces, but don't depend on them. Use them to get to an email stream or a text stream. And that yeah. is my fresh, that fresh marketing stuff right now. Yeah, no, I, uh, I had, I had a bunch of coffee and Seth Grodin, but I'll like talk about him next time. Cause I'm still, I'm so much right now. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I, I I'm still digesting, but yeah. there will be, it's pretty good. I haven't finished his book either. I am, uh, I, I ran out of time on the library borrow, mm. but I bought it at Amazon. Yeah. I ran out of time on something else. I'm pounding, it's whatever. It's just, it's a fun game that I play. But, but yeah, so there will be opinions on that. Oh, so good. Yeah. Are we all good? We're good think, for this? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that is the business. Oh, there it is. Hey. And Round three. What? No, the monitor's all like fixed now. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. It, it reset. Which monitor? The uh, the bottom, the bottom one had turned red. Oh. Towards the last of the last. Oh segment. okay, we're all good. But no, it's all good. Everything's it. functioning. We are on the ride. Yeah. So on, being on the ride is a thing that has come to my attention as like a kind of, um, a concept that I've been I've really. I'm into the. I'm not your guru from Tony Robbins and the realization that it is a show and he's helping people. And again, I have so much respect for the work that he does and he does help people. That's amazing, but it's a show. And I don't know that everybody necessarily realizes when they're on the ride of a show and it's, you know, you get your passions all hot and, and up in your throat and start like you know it feels really good it feels amazing to be on someone else's ride you're with people yeah there's always other people around to hang out with you and support you on this ride they're on their own ride basically doing the same thing it's awesome there's that camaraderie but the question that i have is do you listener notice when you are on the ride? And there's this thing that I'm noticing again and again and again, as I am studying marketing, that it's all just a ride. And some rides are short. You go to a, you know, a carnival, you pay your tickets and it's like three minutes or five minutes or whatever. Those are short rides. Some rides are decades. It takes a long time to put together some of these things where like a song, you can play it and it evokes a feeling for a really long time. And you, we all love being on those kinds of rides where we're listening to our favorite song and we're remembering the reasons why it's our favorite song. We love that fucking ride, but it's still a ride. I'm still on a ride for motherfucking Meow Mix cause I got a goddamn cat and you know I sing that shit. You know I do. I do it all the time. Oh, the I'm words sorry. that I say 
all the time. Not like, you know, it would probably happen like a few times a week. Not the specific Meow Mix shit. I'm just saying some like jingle or a marketing tagline mm -hmm. will come out of my mouth two, three times a week. Easy. It's from shit like in the 80s. Bartles and James, thank you for your support. I remember that one. There, there, and I, we love being on those rides, but there's a point like, for me, as an adult, I hit, I mean, I'm not gonna say that there's an absolute rock bottom. I could hit a rock bottom anytime. But for me, my rock bottom was when I was 19 and I was living with someone who was physically abusive to me. I was working as a dishwasher. I had just finished working like 12 hours on Christmas day with bleeding, with a bleeding hand. And the reason that my hand was bleeding is because I was a dishwasher and I was sticking my hands in shit all the time. And I, I know maybe listener, you haven't been hanging out long enough to know that I am allergic to food and air, as it turns out. I am specifically allergic to sugar on my skin, which is weird, uh, but I will rake out in a rash. And uh, I had this rash on Christmas day and had to work all day because the other guy was sick. And I was washing dishes to like, just, it, it was ridiculous. I had a glove on my hand, a rubber glove, and it was taped at my wrist, and then had a dishwashing glove over that that was taped to my arm. And I worked like that, like crazy. And, and I went home to my abusive partner, to our house filled with cockroaches, and, you know, drinking my natty ice, Ooh. and feeling kind of sorry for myself. And I was like, what would it be like if I chose to be an active participant in my life and just didn't let this shit keep happening? Because I imagine if I'd let this just shit continue to happen, it is for sure not going to get any better. So what if I just become an active participant and I, I get off of this ride? And I am thankful for my family to be able to, to call them and they were able to come up and get all my stuff. I moved back in with my mom. I went back to school. I started working more in the entertainment industry and producing shows. It absolutely began my path that put me here. Mm -hmm. But just that making active choices and that was the beginning of my like real life of when shit started to get good. Um, I did not make the best decisions all the time because of uh, the ego in your 20s might be problematic. I don't know if there's a way that you can surgically s skip that part. But yeah, I mean, like, find me somebody that has made the perfect decision every time. I mean, it's so that is kind of how I think of the ride is it's like you can be on a ride or you can choose the ride. And after working in the entertainment industry for so many years, I've seen so many reconstructions of rides. And now getting into this marketing stuff, understanding that those rides are for sure thought viruses that we carry around for a long ass time. Yeah. And just like, what are you infecting your brain with? <laughs> Have you looked at the ride? Have you seen the rails? Do you see what supports the rails? Do you see the way the other people on the ride are engaged are they engaged the same way that you are 
Does it make you feel uncomfortable when you start to see the rails and the supports and the other people and where they've come from and where they are? Is it making you uncomfortable to think about the potential of what making your own ride would look like? That is the, that is the golden ticket, is that potential. It and makes, making your own ride. It makes people hella uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, a lot of the panic that comes from clients when I work with them, I think does come from that uh, realization because of the questions I ask, I specifically start to interrogate um, and I don't use the word interrogate with them. And I also don't use the phrase manufactured passion, but that's what I'm trying to learn about. Like what are the passions in their life that come from outside of themselves? What are the things that they have been told they need to care about versus what they actually do care about? Mm -hmm. What are the, yeah, like what are the goals that they have? Because- like, Are they your goals or are they your parents' goals? Yeah. Are they your goals or are they your peer group goals? Yeah. Are they, is it like- Do you are really you, want that BMW or just the fact that like a BMW is status symbol and now you obviously deserve it? Yeah. Like it's, are you on the ride? It's kind of what I'm asking. Like what, how much of this is you and how much of this is something else somebody put on you? Mm -hmm. And that is a part of the questioning process that I walk through with clients that does trigger a lot of the panic, the anxiety, the uh, because it is almost like uh, like a lot of the assumptions around that, like, of course I want this, who doesn't? <laughs> and when you stop and say, no, look at this and tell me what you really feel and what you really want it's sort of like taking the net away and like they look down and they see the ground a long ways away it's like there's this sense of being in midair without anything familiar to hold on to because the the ride is a familiar thing oh yeah like we've all been on it in one way or another you probably inherited it, it from your parents or the people around you in a lot of ways so you're hanging on to it it's familiar it's comforting it is something that soothes you in times of distress it's something that pops up in the back of your head in times of joy. It might have even been the sense of joy, like what we got to go to X place or we got to have dinner at this place because yay, that was a positive memory. But that isn't everything. And there's a lot of manufacturing, uh, manufacturing that passion, manufacturing what people's dreams should be according to outside entities because like if i give you a dream and say here this is what you need to aim for <laughs> the look on your face is priceless but like if i if i give you a dream if i manufacture it and say here this is what you need to be aiming for you don't have it but my job as an entity would be to sell it to you because i have it to sell and also to reinforce the yeah. Like later on when I don't want it to reinforce that. No, you did. Yeah. You hella did. No, that's, you, it's, it's this real. is great. <laughs> but 
it's easier to sell a thing to people that have already been told this is what you need. Right, of course. It's like, here. But if you're allowed to actually like dream your own dreams, come up with your own path, make up what is satisfying to you, that's a completely different script. And it's harder to sell because it's an individual thing. So instead of selling... It doesn't sell very far. It's selling... You're only selling to one person. Yeah, instead, instead of, of selling to the of, masses. Hundreds of thousands. Suddenly you have... The masses become individuals. And a bunch of individuals are dangerous. Mm. That's the thing that I... The awareness to me, the reason that I bring it up is because I'm not sure that the folks going to Tony Robbins... Or the folks, like, Landmark also does this very well. They produce a show, and they put you on a ride, and the ride is you can do the thing. You can actualize your dreams. You can do the thing. And, Everyone's unified in this. And you're working together with a group, and it's there's, there's a lot of important um, plot points that make it easy to follow the story and get invested into it. It's a story. But it is a story. And the, the thing that I want to talk to you about and the thing that I want to encourage you to, like when you're seeking out your guru, when you're doing that, understand that they are putting you on their ride and what you have an option for. You can totally take their ride, but then you're going to need another ride later. If you can take that information and learn how to make your own ride, if the guru is teaching you how to make your own ride, and develop your own self, that, get it. Give that person your dollars. But if they're just putting you on a roller coaster, you're gonna need a roller coaster next year. Like that's an opportunity, even if they are just putting you on a roller coaster, you have an opportunity to be conscious of it and make your choices. So do the thing. But know that there's a sales component because they have to be self-fulfilling. They need you to come back. That's a part of the business model I don't want to be doing is I don't want to need you to come back. I yeah, want no, to like, ideally, I want to kick you the me. fuck out the nest. I will give you all of the wisdom that I have and make it fly. Build on it, riff on it, run away with it. It's not... And it's not a cop-out either. It's not like it's not my responsibility. Like, I have a deep sense of responsibility to that. I want to give you good shit. I want to give you the best so that you can fly as high as fucking possible. Yeah. Like, we don't actually get close enough to the sun on some Icarus shit, dude. It's fine. <laughs> don't be an asshole. You'll be fine. That's the big Rule one. number one is don't, don't be an asshole. Don't be an ass. Don't be a dick. So uh, the last thing, um, no, I think I'm good. Do you have anything? Mm -hmm. No, I think that's it for now. The manufactured passion is something that I touch on in the class that I'm doing. So I realized that and was like, oh, wow. All right, that's relevant. That's like in two weeks, right? Oh, God. Yeah, that's the root of my panic. Yeah. Oh, that's so delicious. Uh, I can't wait for us to monitor this with your data. <sighs> Oh yeah, you'll be able to see my pulse spike. <laughs> That'll be great. Freaking smart watch. Yeah, you're so fucking smart. Stupid watch. Stupid. Stupid watch. So that is our episode. This is 22. On the ride. And 
Uh, if you have any questions or comments or stories about any kind of ride, either when you decided to manufacture your own or when you noticed you were on somebody else's ride and you did or did not enjoy it, I would love to hear about that. Our email is kindnessecon at gmail.com. That. <laughs> you can hit up the subscription stuff at our kindnessecon.com website. And you can find me on all of the social medias at Bonus Parent Baba. Uh, you can find me on social media at Seeking Solutions or SeekingSolutions.com. That is the letter C-K-I-N-G Solutions.com. <laughs> I love it when you do that like sort of like a swanky salesman person dad cap oh. oh god i remember those 90s they were yeah. good oh yeah they had dad cap did you know that it, yeah, it, it was, was a good ride in the it's 90s right yeah, it's like yeah totally and i was yeah <laughs> i was yahooing in the 90s oh yeah all right that's our show thank you so much for watching yeah. and um please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you go make something beautiful in the world y'all I'll see you in the future. This is the part where we make the random happen. This. Mmm, the chaos. Mm-hmm. Mmm, feeds me. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. Yeah. It always tastes crunchy, the chaos. Chaos? Yeah, it always tastes very crunchy to me. Chaos never goes down smooth. <laughs> it doesn't. Sometimes it has a weird, sticky, weird texture. It's it just like it just it just like won't go away and but won't scrape off. You know, it's that's not sometimes smooth. That's, that's... Okay, what do we have? Let's pay attention to the, what we're doing. Uh, oh, ooh. deception. Hello. Oh, what is? Oh, there's a bird. Uh huh. Let's see. Is it an air card? I have marked the things. Yeah. So seven of air, deception. Mm-hmm. Correspondences, moon in Aquarius, which you called. Yep. Keywords, cunning, naivete, foolish trust, cleverness, seduction, tricks. I have not really considered that collection of things together, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, the negative, being distrustful of others, being reluctant to come clean, mm. meaning. If we let illusion get in the way of our rationale, of our rational mind, of rationale, English, fucking hell. If we let illusion get in the way of our rational mind, we find ourselves deceived. This card cuts both ways. It may either mean that we snare ourselves with our own little devious lies and plots, or that others are out to mislead us. Exploring the card. Cuckoos? Is that? What? Cuckoos. Cuckoos. Thank you. Cuckoos. Do not build their own nests. Instead, the female seeks out the nest of a particular bird species and lays her eggs there. Usually, the cuckoo chicks hatches before its stepped siblings and the unwitting parent birds are tricked into feeding it instead of their own chicks. Yep. That's a giant ass bird. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, I love this for today. This is perfect for today. I think it's appropriate. This is awesome. Uh, today, we're our 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 thing is on the ride, and this is perfect. It's relevant. <laughs>